The Mind Aware, 181. Ready, fire, aim. I can do anything I want with my life and no one can stop me. Once you shift these habits and you do it long enough, it becomes so easy and natural. I am on a ball in outer space. I bet you try salad tomorrow for breakfast after hearing this. Get a tattoo on your forehead that says shift your focus. It'll make it so easy. Music comes from the space between the notes. Bam. That's it. No truer words have been spoken. I love it. What kind of business do you want? Do you want a brick and mortar or do you want a click and order? I want people to practice good legal hygiene. I'm a foodie too. Hello everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show and welcome. So you've maybe heard this before, the idea that people learn better through story. Or maybe you've been told that you should talk about your story, that people would connect with you. Maybe you've thought about this, like maybe I should get better at telling my story, that I want to connect more with people, or even what is my story and how do I figure it out? Well, I have got the perfect guy here with us today. I am here with the author of Living Proof, Telling Your Story to Make a Difference, Mr. John Capecci, and I cannot wait to dig into this topic. Let's talk about it, John. Welcome. Hi, Dana. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's so good to have you here. You know, it's interesting because you and I talk pretty regularly, and I know that your intention when you wrote the book, it was supposed to be for the nonprofit sector to really help people get testimonials so that they could raise funds for really good causes that are out there. But you've heard me say that this is the best book I've ever read with regards to business people, too, learning how to craft a good story. And so let's talk about story a little bit. Why is it such a powerful method? Sure. Well, it's absolutely true. And that's the experience where we've had since the book's been out there too, Dana, is just we're getting responses from so many different sectors. But what I think is the common thread there is that people are kind of starving for a one-to-one connection, and there's really no better way than to share a personal experience or a personal story in order to not just illustrate a point, but to make a unique connection with an audience. And whether that audience is a person sitting across the table from you or as a media spokesperson or in front of an audience of hundreds, it humanizes aspects. It makes abstract concepts really concrete and it, I mean, you know, the, the situation when you've been sitting in a lecture and you, your eyes start to glaze over as people get through another <laughs> chart or another list and suddenly they step away from their PowerPoint and say, you know, let me tell you what happened on my way over here today. Uh, and then immediately we sit up because we understand what a narrative is. It's one of the ways, most human ways that we communicate. So that's what the focus of my work and my colleague Tim's, who co-author on the book, has been really focusing on is how do we make sure that our stories are as powerful as we know they can be? Because without the right attention, they can't fall flat. Mm-hmm. Stories can't, stories can go on too long or can be boring. So how do we make sure that 
that they have the kind of power that we want them to have. So that's what we look at. Well, and that's what's so good about the book and what I enjoyed about it so much is that it really does break it down and help you to understand how to craft a good story. Whether it's media attention for your cause or whether it's media attention for your business, stories are powerful. Do you think people are shy about telling their story? Do you think that maybe the reason they gloss over it is because there's this feeling of like, well, who wants to hear about me? Exactly. I think there's this inherent competition that we we have in our heads that some stories, some personal stories are better than others. And certainly some stories are more dramatic or more traumatic. Or So what do you do when you say, I want to share part of myself, but gee, I don't feel like a hero. I don't think I've had any, you know, amazingly life changing experiences. So maybe my story doesn't matter that much. And the truth of the matter is we all have these wealth of experiences that somehow link to what we care about, what we've devoted either our career or to our, our volunteer time to. So, you know, when I'm working with board members, for example, for a, for an organization, one of the first questions I'll ask them is, why are you on this board and not on some other board? There's got to be some reason. And, there's a story behind that. And that's when I think it's really, you start to see this aha moment when people realize, oh, yeah, I guess I do have a story or an experience that relates to this. And it is kind of interesting when it connects to with the right people. The stories aren't powerful until they find an audience. And the big dramatic, traumatic stories uh, are powerful for large audiences. And then there are the small moments, the everyday experiences that we can't discount either because there's people who need to hear those as well. Mm, right. It doesn't have to be dramatic to be a good story. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to John Capecci. He's the co-author of Living Proof, Telling Your Story to Make a Difference. And actually, you can learn more about him and check out his blog over at livingproofadvocacy.com livingproofadvocacy.com go check it out also if you're interested in getting the book because it really is a good book for crafting a story whether you're doing it for a cause you know like a lot of you know that I'm very involved with caring for cats maybe you have a pet cause and it's really useful for that but it's also really good for your business as well so John what do you think is the first step then let's say somebody's hearing this and they're thinking to themselves like we talked about my story's kind of boring or I don't have a story. What's the first step for someone to start really digging that up? One of the things we urge everyone to do is, first of all, realize you have to come at your story from as many different angles as you can. You know, author Shirley Jackson compared it to a puppy sneaking up on a shoe. You know, <laughs> you got to come up from behind, you can wrestle it with for a little bit. And, and so there's really no one way to sit down and say, okay, this is where the story starts and this is where the story ends. You sort of have to think in bits and pieces of it. So one of the things, the first things we ask people to do is, is to think about drawing sort of a story map for yourself. If you're a scrapbooker, if you're a journaler, if you've, you've been in any kind of therapeutic situation you pro- or a photographer or an artist, you probably already have some methods of, of collecting all the bits and pieces of your experience. But that's one of the first things I think is most helpful is to get it all out there in front of you and not discounting these little moments. What you're saying then is like get a big sheet of paper and draw on it like a map of your life or something, right? Right, right. So for we actually one of the exercises in the book is one of the first things we do is have people draw a story map. And it's so simple. You don't have to be an artist, but it's really just a big oval with a line through it. And then start to think about what happened along this trajectory between now and then. How did I get here? 
Who did I talk to? Who texted me? What happened? Is there an incident or two? What did I hear, see, smell? You start to fill in as many details as you can. And of course, you go back to it and back to it. But what that helps people do is realize, I've got a lot here. And some of it might be really useful. Some of it I may not ever want to share publicly. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's a personal process to just say, what do I have in front of me? Yeah, it's a good exercise. It's like a brain dump almost. It's yeah. Awesome. And then the next thing we do is pull back from that map and say, okay, why am I doing this? I think the most successful personal storytellers, whether they're advocates for an organization or they're, or they're pitching to new clients, are really smart at linking their stories to the why they're telling the story. So it's not, we always say stories aren't magic unless they're strategic. Mm-hmm. So we know that the story itself has power, but it's not going to really move the needle on whether raising awareness or teaching or getting buy-in from clients unless you link it to why are you telling the story. So there's always this link between my experience and my key messages, what I want you to know or what I want you to take away from this. Right. So. It's almost like you have to care or nobody. why would anybody else care? Exactly. And I think we do respond. And I, I know you know this, that people do respond to our whys. Why do we show up? Why do we give our time? Why do we think this is the best method? Why do we think this is something you should buy? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly. Well, exactly. And from a, a marketing standpoint, there's nobody that can do you better than you can do you. And your stories are the things that set you apart. You know, a lot of us were out there selling the same information or supporting similar causes. Well, the one thing that makes us stand out is our personal story. So really good stuff. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to John Capecci. He is the co-author of Living Proof. Telling your story to make a difference. If you head over to livingproofadvocacy.com, you can learn more about him. You can check out the book, really dynamite book. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to ask John what some of the key elements of a good story are. We'll be right back. I don't know about you, but now that I understand Train Your Brain and the power of mindset, I want to be around other people who get it. That's why I joined Train Your Brain U at trainyourbrainu.com. So many experts are training the old tired stuff like work hard, get out of your comfort zone, discipline yourself, blah, blah, blah. I can't even listen to it anymore. I really just want to learn from and mingle with people who understand that getting happy is the fastest path to success. I want to grow my business the easy way. That's why I joined Train Your Brain U at trainyourbrainu.com. And did I mention it's only $1 a day? It's incredible. Go ahead and check it out for yourself at trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrain, the letter U, dot com. Trainyourbrainu.com. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to John Capecci. He is the author of Living Proof. He's been making a really big impact in the nonprofit sector, really helping causes raise money by getting those good testimonials and and really helping people to craft their stories of how an organization has helped them. But coincidentally, after I read his book, I thought, you know what, this is really good for business, too. Every business person should read this and learn from it, craft their stories. And so what are some of the key elements you think of a, a good storyteller, John? Well, there is different modes of storytelling. The first thing we need to realize, of course, what what makes a good story around a campfire may not be the same thing that makes a good story in a 
boardroom or at a rally or when you're talking to the different audiences. So one of the elements and in the book, Tim and I talked about what we call it's sort of the book centers around the five qualities of a well-told advocacy story. And one of those qualities is crafting. And that sort of handles the whole what makes a good story question, because we know in our guts a good story means uh, emotion. It means details. It means editing so that it doesn't go on and on forever. And it has a point. It has a beginning, a middle and an end. So there's all of that crafting that goes on. But also what we find, what makes personal stories really connect with audiences are a few other things like as I mentioned earlier, linking it to a message, making sure that it's connected to a key point or a message, having the story framed. And that's what I was talking about in terms of saying, why am I telling the story? What is the story? What isn't the story? Practicing is another one of the five qualities of the well-told advocacy story. But the one that I wanted to focus on, Dana, because I thought of this as I was getting ready to talk to you today, and I know you talk so much about the importance of mindset and positive mindset. And one of the qualities that Tim and I talk about, about what makes a story really connect and work with an audience, is that it's pointed to the positive. Mm-hmm. Whenever your story is used for to advocate for a cause or an organization or a, a product that is uh, has a positive impact, it's got to be pointed to the positive. And so what we mean there is not that we sugarcoat our stories, because our stories could come out of out of trauma, of pain, of anger. But when we tell them, they always have to point to what that positive world is that is on the other side. It's like people want hope, don't they? Absolutely. And not sugarcoated hope. Yeah. But to, but to at least acknowledge that I'm here telling my story because I see a positive end to this. And that positive end can be because what I'm providing you is going to make your life better. It's going to make our community better. It's going to change the, the world around us for better. Or with the advocates that I work with a lot, it is so other people don't have to go through whatever my story is, is focusing on. So there's that pointed to the positive. And I think in a lot of ways, it is narrating for your audience what the better world looks like. And I think that's something we, sometimes we forget to do that. We say, well, here's here's where I fit in or or here's what's wrong. But we forget to go to the other side, point to the positive and say, I'm telling the story because here's what I envision for all of us. Well, and the the beauty of that is whether you're building a business or whether you're building a movement, people want to follow positive people. They want to follow hope. You know, nobody follows people who just stand up and complain and then say, come follow me. I'm complaining about this. Don't you want to be a part of my tribe? <laughs> you know, right. People right. want to follow positive people. They want to follow a vision for the future. And I, I just love that that's one of your qualities. It's so awesome, John. Yeah. Very cool. So, John, I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you. Make sure and head over to livingproofadvocacy.com so you can check this out. And check out his book. And whether you're part of an organization or a nonprofit or whether you just get this book for your business, I'm telling you, you will love it. You will not be able to put it down. We're talking to John Capecci. John, do you have any parting advice before we say goodbye to everybody? Like, how would somebody get started today? I think I would... Just remind everyone to recognize and actually accept that their stories have value, that you don't have to turn them into something they're not, that simply talk, looking at our everyday experiences, what we know in our guts, what we've experienced, um, do have value when you connect them to what you care about. Oh, my gosh, that gives me goosebumps. That is such a powerful statement. I love that. Thank you, John. 
Thank you, Dana. I love it. You know, because really we want to discount ourselves. Because we've lived our stories, we don't realize that they are what connect us to other people and that your story does have value. You remember when John said that people are starving for that one-to-one connection? Well, this is what sets you apart. What sets you apart is you. And be willing to sit down. It doesn't take much time, but you can sit down with a mind map, get yourself in the right frame of mind, and do your story. Write it out. Draw it out. Put those pictures out. Then edit, pull back, look at the things he talked about. Obviously, you know that you want to craft a story that has a point. You want emotion, but you want it to be authentically you and you want to be able to give them hope. And you know what's fun about this? You can start this process today. Even if you don't get out the crayons and the the big tag board today, you can start thinking about this. You can start thinking about the things that have shaped your life. Start telling your stories. Because when you do that, you are going to get that connection and you're going to build your tribe, your movement, and your business. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. Well, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that that crazy lady was smiling at me. <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. And not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey, because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right? <laughs>